Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. With it's your boy, B I N G Van. You heard I'm back in the building with popping, and it's LP dangerously, dangerously, dangerously. <laughs> I just wanted to try that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's we just good? talking about Fat Joe's Wicked Dance Moves. <laughs> Shout out to Woodrow. Yo, word, bro. Sick Dance Moves. Yo, that must have been maybe the weirdest verses. It was the worstest verses ever. The worstest verses. <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to say worse because, you know, at least everybody can see the origins of the, of the, the rapping singing nigga, as Ja Rule would say. <laughs> The original rapper singing nigga was LL, but go ahead. Yeah, but look what John really into it. Was he though? He bridged. He he bridged again. I don't think LL used to sing. He just rapped. Very like. I just sat in my home and I had the Hello. Good. Nobody. He ain't really. Nobody was doing that. But compared to what everybody else was doing at that, everyone else was like, aha, I hit, I hit him, I hit him. Not like, not like both of y'all. Look, listen to what, look, listen to what, hold on. after. Hold on, fellas, hold on. Listen to the verse you just sang, LP. When I'm alone in my room. He's singing there, bro. No, he's talking very softly. Like, he's singing, yeah, that's singing. That's not singing, bro. That's not singing. I do that when I'm like trying to fucking get a point across to a child. <laughs> you can't do that. You're, you're not bro, you're, allowed to just paint on the wall. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's how I felt. Ella was doing it, but. Tomato, tomato. Oh man, that was funny, son. <laughs> Yo, nah, like I'm not a Ja Rule fan at all. Y'all know well as that. You was at I, one point. Stop it, bro. Stop with that. I was not a Ja Rule fan. I was really Whoa. hoping. I was Relax. really hoping Dude, that Shice would be on with... here. Don't bandana. I did. I did have many videos. And you, and you was like, "Yo, this is better than three and a half mics." You, I never forget you saying that. It was better than three and a half mics. It was. And then was Bing. The whole style. This was Bing the whole time Ja was singing. Bing was just like that. <laughs> that was a beautiful era. Because, yo, when he started doing that shit, I stopped fucking. I was like, yo, I can't fuck with this, yo. I can't. And you know this. I was like, yo, I hate this nigga because he was ill rapping. He could have stayed rapping and he would have been ill. He was like a baby DMX. I'm like, yo, he can rap. He got bars. You know what I'm saying? He got songs where it's like, damn, this nigga, little nigga, a fucking killer. And then, oh, let me without you. I'm done. Whoa. Really done. I quit. Like, when I they both opened up, Job Rule with the DMX Jay Z joint and fucking 
Fat Joe with Flo Joe. I thought we were about to get it like really popping. Yeah, and then I was after, hyped. I was I was like, oh, this nigga went back to Flo Joe, and Jai went to that track. Every this time Jai, every time Jai went with one of those fucking junior high school tracks, bro. I was like this. I was just like, nah, this is <laughs> nah, man. Joe needs loyalty. Joe Joe needs fucking <laughs> little pun to pop up. Joe needs song from Don Cartagena album, nigga. What was he doing? Yo, yo? He, he was... needed to do Jose. He was playing himself. That nigga time. was doing that nigga was doing songs from Dark Side, which sold 333 <laughs> copies. Like, my guy, my guy did this niggas uh, got a copy. That's about it. My guy huh? did a fucking DITC joint. I was like, no. <laughs> like, yo, no. Dude, and not for nothing, those those joints are hot, but not for that crowd. Not nah, for that bro. crowd at all, man. Not for that he crowd, did, yo, man. He didn't even do bro, the... He didn't even do lifestyle. Y'all want to live my no, he lifestyle. Did. He did he do that. Oh, I didn't even hear that joint. Which I love one? that song. Hold on, which one? Um, he did uh, lifestyle? He didn't do, he didn't do he lifestyle? Didn't do the, yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. He didn't do Damn, fucking... Damn, I ain't feel it. I ain't I feel it. I know y'all came to parties on... Get up off your feet. Why he didn't do that shit? Like he got some joints that he could have thrown. No, he did. That was that Mary J joint, no? That's the joint with Nelly. That's not the joint with Nelly, bro. Mm -hmm. The joint, I'm talking about the joint where um I'm going to hold on to satisfy you and give you so much love. That shit. That shit wasn't gonna move the crowd. It would have popped because that song was hot, nigga. That song was hot at the time. Did he do tricks? He didn't do he didn't do no songs from that album, bro. Zero songs from that album. Zero. He did no songs from that album. Nah, but that, that's because it got. I'm telling you, man. Yo, for some he, reason he was not gonna do no tracks where Cuban Link was on. See, no. For some reason, bro. These uptown niggas be mad, mad petty. Petty son. Petty and jealous. And that that's it's what corny. happened. That that's what, yo, happened. that's what happened with fucking uh with uh what you gonna call it. With Dipset against the locks. Nah, nah. What happened and with Dipset and the locks was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yo. Styles P started it with like straight jokes. Yo, they were just calling out everything that Dipset was doing just hilariously. Bro. I know, but like I'm it was just saying, just, like just, just being petty and not playing certain songs. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what with it was ben? with Job ja Rule and, and, and Fat Joe, bro? They looked like it was almost choreographed at the beginning. Because Hell on yeah. the on the third song, I don't think so. Job ja Rule led. Fat Joe into his fucking uh uh what was that verse from uh John Bla no was it John Blaze or what was the other one fucking who the fuck you think you're talking to yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's how who shot you shit who shot you remix yeah fucking job ja rule led Fat Joe into that verse like know what I mean like and it seemed that like yo, that's your verse on that song is slept on. I feel like no, nah, yeah, definitely is. that shit. Yeah, but the thing is, not a the, this whole Listen. this whole verses was like they like every time Fat Joe tried to dog on fucking Ja Rule, Ja, ja Rule just ja knew how to bounce back on it. Yeah, yeah, he just he just knew how to use that like, joke and like ride on it. He was like, that's yeah, bro, I'm, that this wasn't this wasn't fixed or, or like staged because like like seriously, bro, like what made. Fat Joe think that his hardest hits were gonna like outdo shit that sold millions of copies. Yo, my nigga, the crowd was singing the songs for Ja Rule. Millions. <laughs> the crowd was singing it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you know what's crazy? crazy? By the time Joe came with Lean Back, it was over. And yo, that is a smash hit. 
Nah. It, and I looked it up. It really was number 46. one for 46 weeks. 46 weeks. There's only 52 weeks in a year. Right. I'm going to give you that. Bro. That's, that's, a, that's a fucking smash hit. The longest run Ja had was 17 weeks. However, John, Ja had 17 weeks three times in the same fucking year. And then the next year, he added three more times. So you do the fucking math on that. The nigga was dominating the radio, dominating that shit. So yeah, you had a 47-week run with one song. And then you had a 36-week run with All The Way Up, but you dropped it too soon. You should have dropped them shits back to back. You would have had the crowd in the palm of your hands. You would have won. He would have won. If he would have fucking changed the way his track list was and saved those two songs for the end, because you knew Ja was going to come with his hits because he has too many. So he had to do some early and save the bigger ones for later. If he could have survived those blows with some of his better songs and held those two for the end, it probably would have came together better. Bro, the shit in the beginning Joe was kept, just like Joe kept trying to use new joints. Right, he and ain't nobody, gets, he ain't nobody get approved samples off of. Like, come on, bro. Like, he's gonna get sued tomorrow. Ain't nobody, nigga. yeah, ain't nobody know them joints. And I'm just like, yo, come on. Like, Jabu had it right, my guy. Like, this is all nostalgia factor. Just yo, is that Rihanna I, singing on that Fat Joe song? That he did that no one knows the, with no. the fucking thing, 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 mm-hmm. I forgot who the, the, with the fucking uh the old school sample. I can't front the song is kind of fire. I never oh, it's heard a fire it song. It's so it was, was some like, oh this shit is dope. It was a unknown producer it. that put the Rihanna Definitely sample, the Rihanna hook with that sample. Oh, on it. Definitely not a hit though. Yeah, it's not a hit because no one knows the fucking track. Yeah, the song is hot, but who's Fact- not feeling paid nowhere. Facho, Facho put the video out. He got the producer on the video and shit. I don't know if the producer's getting money off it, but yo, look yeah. in the face, bro. <laughs> yeah, versus was trash, bro. Yep, it was a. Uh, it, it was wasn't trash. for ja- if it wasn't for Jaws hits, this would have been Joe. Looking this like would have been Kermit yeah. right over here. This was Joe. <laughs> Every time he heard Jaws hit and took that another fucking L to the face, and he had to just perform another joint. Wait, the when, highlight when of he the had whole hit the, night? When he had to hit the, the shitter. The highlight of the whole night was Ashanti. God bless her. Yo, before we get off this, right? How slick Fat Joe thought he was? He's like, yo, the only reason why I came on this versus was to put my mans on. Yeah, like, that's I, my reaction when I heard that. Who? Which mans? Because he, he said he wanted Jabu to get his flowers. He's like, nobody wanted to go against this nigga because all the hits he had. But I did it so people could see and, and give him his flowers. And I'm like... that's a It's a good excuse. And it, it makes sense. Excuse. It's a great excuse. And it makes sense in a way because, yo, it did. It does show people how long, how big of a run that Jabu had, how long of a run he had, how much impact he had, how many number one hits he got. As far as his and writing for other people, like bro, and not only a scammer, run. he's an right. artist. He's right. a songwriter. He's not just a scammer. He's not just gonna send you to an island where it's thirty three degrees and they got old bologna sandwiches. <laughs> like nah, the nigga had a serious run, and he was a lot of people's junior high school, high school and college in our our age group. He was yeah. fucking high school and college for us, right? Yeah, can't take away what he did. And I Not think because of because of all the bullshit that's happened and because of the whole shit with 50 Cent fucking destroying his whole career, I think a lot of people look at him like a clown 
And now it's like, oh shit, this nigga really had a run. So I hope he gets his numbers up. I hope people start downloading his music. I'm not, but I hope people do. <laughs> like, I'm good. But I hope he, I love this younger generation goes and be like, oh shit, this nigga's dope. All right, no doubt. Give it to him because the nigga had a run. And he a Queens nigga, so no doubt. Let us not forget, though. Let us not forget the person that legit kept this shit together at the end of it all, my nigga. Oh, of course. That's right. Exactly. Mr. Versus Infinity Stone catching himself. My fucking third, three stones, three stones. If if the fucking Puffy, if it's P. Diddy and, and, and Dre, that's a fourth. That's a fourth for Jada. You think he's, he's gonna not gonna pull out Jada? He's gonna come out and catch a body for Benjamin, and that police is gonna lose their Dude. fucking mind. Like they see it twice. Like they see it twice. And he's gonna tell Puff, "Yo, let me just do the whole catalog. I'll be right back." Word, I wrote all the songs for you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Yo, Jada Kiss is one rapping ass, fucking performing ass motherfucking animal. Nigga came on stage, did the same verse he did a fucking month and a half ago. Yo, hold on, hold on. Side note. Them niggas never went on tour. Because them tickets never went on sale. And the show's supposed to be Saturday, and there's no show down here. Anyway, back to Kiss. I don't know what happened. That's a good that. point. That's that, a shit good never, point. that shit never popped up, and I bet you it had to do because of that fucking verse. I can almost guarantee you, because Cam is filming a movie somewhere. So that tour did not pop off at all. But anyway. I promise everybody, this is a wrestling podcast. Uh, no. It's wrestling and hip hop. <laughs> if we're gonna compare, if we're gonna compare Jada Kiss to somebody in wrestling right now, who would it be? Right now, who does Jada? Kiss remind you of right now? In in any federation, any time, I don't give a fuck. Jada Kiss as a wrestler. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a worker, though. It reminds me of Bobby Lashley. A nigga that not everyone knows can fuck you up. Everyone knows can outwork everyone. Everyone knows can outdo everyone else and does his job. But when you need him to come through and catch a body, he catches a body. Hence, his match with Randy Orton on Raw, which was fucking fire. Now that you like that, I like that. Now that you explain it like that, it's beautiful. I would have to say it's a beautiful comparison. AJ Styles, ooh, ooh, I like that. That's a good one. You know why I that like Bobby Lashley? Comparison. I like Bobby. La- I like the Bobby Lashley comparison on the fact that it feels just like what Jada went through. Like Bobby's been in the game for years, for years. Fucking Jada's been in the game for years. Bobby went to MMA and dominated. Jada went into pop music, dominated that. Came back, they were dominating the game. Jada's right. like, yo, ridiculous, right. bro. Bobby came back from the group, dominated with that. They came back as the locks. You know what I'm saying? They dropped the album. They dropped two albums, and then they come back and do the verses. And then who's the star of the verses? The star Jada. of the group, who's always been the star of the group since day one. I would. The reason why I said AJ Styles was because in TNA, he was the man. He goes out to Japan, he's the man. He comes to WWE, he's the man. When they need a fire match with whoever, they put whoever. AJ Styles there. AJ Styles is like break in case of emergency. And that's Jadakiss. Oh, hold on. Let me get Jada over yep. here, my nigga. Let, yep. let, let this nigga just fuck everything up so everybody remember who the fuck this guy is. It's like niggas that have a hot song. It got two verses. And they're like, damn, who can we put on this? 
called Jada, and the song could be about anything. And who, what type of beat it is? Or it's down south niggas, and he he gonna kill that shit on a down south beat. Or it's west coast niggas, he gonna kill that shit on a west coast beat. Or it's NY niggas, that he's gonna kill this shit. He's gonna eat everybody's food on top of that. For put him off the end, you stupid for putting him in the last verse. Now I'm gonna eat on both y'all verses, yeah. and it's gonna be yeah. my song now. Yep. Y'all niggas are gonna skip your verses to listen to mine. <laughs> exactly. AJ South, yo, we need we need a good we need a good tag team match. Maybe you're gonna get the titles. Put them with the big dude right here. Get the titles. AJ's right there. Listen, and that big dude has gotten so much better from when they first started. He could barely walk and talk when they started. Now look at him, bro. Yeah, we're almost almost lied to him, and, and that's because of hanging around with the vet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Word up. Yeah, man. I like he's, that comparison. He's being used, I'm being used very properly. But um, you know what? Let's get you know you you mentioned Bobby Lashley, so let's just get right to it, man. Congratulations to right. Big E. He is right. our WWE champion. Word. It is fucking great. Um, a very short list, an exclusively short list of black WWE slash. World heavyweight champions. There's only six. There's only six. He's number six. That's fucking crazy, bro. And that's three in the last five right. years. No, right. uh, three to six four years? years. Three to four years. Yeah, like, right. Because you had like, Kofi, uh, Bobby, and now Biggie. Yeah, that was 2019. Yeah, last two years. Last two years. You had three already. Yeah, yeah, Rocky, Booker. Well, Mark Henry, Rocky, Kofi, Mark Henry, yeah, Kofi. Oh, it's only five. Rocky, Booker, Mark Henry, Kofi, and now Big E. Holy shit! It's only five. I'm bugging out. I'm you didn't, you didn't say six. Bobby Lashley. Oh, fucking fuck! Oh yeah, six. 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 With right. six. There you go. <laughs> but like That's in the crazy, past two bro. years, we've seen three of them, which is great. And you know, like we always say. When, you know, not only when, you know, beautiful things like this happen, but just in general, representation matters. Yep. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Black or brown people of color, representation matters. Yo, Facts. And whether, whether it be... I, say it again? Whether it be... Whether it be a black man or a person of color. Brown, Facts. Asian, whatever. Politics, let's give WWE politics. their props for their huge, huge improvement in the past, I want to say five to six years of seeing this problem and recognizing it and understanding it, and not only not only having so much more representation with their women's division and building that up, but in the men's division, having so much talent of color be at the forefront and be champions. So in the past year, yep. in the past two years alone, we've had black tag champs, intercontinental champs, U.S. champs, women's champion, tag team champion, NXT, all types of shit in all their brands. It's all over the place. The place, And it's like everybody else, no matter how you feel about the product itself, everybody else needs to look at that and figure out how the fuck they're going to fix it in their companies. And I say companies because it's not just, you know, AW with that problem. Impact has that problem. Ring of Honor has that problem. MLW, NWA, they all have that issue with representation. And you look, still the biggest company in the world, and look at what they're doing. And if you don't see that as merit, and you don't see that as, yo, we need to fix some of this shit up, you're bugging the fuck out. And first of all, and two, in, in that same sense, like, 
with with the fact that we've had three black champions in the past two years, it's not a forced thing. It's not a political thing. It's not give it to them because they're black. These motherfuckers earned their spots, all three of them, especially Kofi and Bobby Lashley. You know what I'm saying? Biggie's still only 10 years. What is he, 10 years now? Kofi's, what, 15 years in the game? Lashley's getting, getting about 15, 16, 17 years in the game. Like, And these niggas now are getting their props for all the things that they've done. So big ups for WWE for putting what? the title on a nigga like E, who's just turning 30, I think it is. Like, come on, bro. No, but but also, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fuckery that goes on. When we see it, like you know, how they lose the titles and, and and shit like that, as we saw with Kofi, as we saw with Bianca, you know what I'm saying? Like we we see a lot of fuckery, but we don't know. Like I don't want to jump into it too much in the Bianca front because I feel like that's a story that they're just they're just trying to tell at the moment, and that's right. something like big up the women's division. I know a lot of people, you know, are still fucked up by that. I know a lot of people are still fucked up by the Kofi shit. I'm one of them, but at the end of the day. We got to appreciate what we got in front of us. And everybody said this is to answer to AEW because they, they they beat them in the demos. It, it's it's two different nights. You know what I'm saying? Let me just say it's also It's also Monday Night Football. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's two different nights. You can't compare that. And then their, their prime, you know, competition, like you just said, is Monday Night Football now. Monday Night Football just got back. You know what I'm saying? There was, I, there was, I don't know, like I think it was like eight million people watching that game. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's, it's out there. Like this is what they gotta, this is what they gotta do to at least try to break that two million barrier. And then with Biggie, Biggie's somebody that really deserves it, but it also kind of tears me apart because I'm like, damn, Bobby Lashley was very, very dominant and it looked very, very good as a WWE champion. But well, Biggie's the, the perfect day, person to dethrone him. Yes. At the end of the day, I just feel like Biggie was the perfect person to dethrone him. Um, I guess you could just have Bobby in uh in a role that Drew's in right now, trying to trying to big you know bring up other people. Right now, what Raw needs is more stars, more stars within the top half main event scene. Right now, in the main event scene, who do you really have that's really there right now? You have Bobby Lashley. Big E. Who else? Goldberg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, you know, you got you got Damian Priest in the cut. He's like that top, top mid card. Yeah, you got Damian Priest. There. I will I will put you got Seamus. Got... I think is like mid mid card. You know what I'm saying? Even, even always have them both for heavyweight, like scene. I think Hugh McIntyre right, I, also. I think RK Bro would still be considered in the ta- in the main event scene, even though they're a tag team. Yeah. Because they can both go and they can easily go in and have a singles match and win a singles title. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Both of them niggas. So I think that they have them, and you can just tell by the way that they're booked that they have them high up there. Like, but as far as main singles talent, main event, it's like three or four people only. I'm still gonna keep Drew there, even though he now that Bobby's not the champion. Now Drew can challenge for the title again. So he automatically jumps back into the main event picture. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put Sheamus up there too. And even though he's US champion, I'm going to put Damian Priest up there too because of the interaction he can have between Lashley. Like now that Lashley's not champion, look at all the future he can have. Him and Damian Priest, fire, son. I can't wait. I would love to see that. If WWE is smart, they could use Killian Cross. They could still use Keith Lee. If they They could decide to, you know, Give them that type of direction. 
I mean, you can tell that even though the gear's silly and they kind of watered down his gimmick, they're still putting stock behind Cross. They're giving him wins. They're giving him interview time. You know what I'm saying? He's quoting fucking dead superstars. Rest in peace, y'all don't hear. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Gonna, like, he, he's definitely, they definitely got some, yeah, they definitely are putting something behind him. You he seems I mean? to be working on his on his shit because like that that little, that little uh promo that let him do is like that's the type of carrying cross we need right there. But yo, you know what that promo was? If you watched him when he was in Future Stars of Wrestling in Vegas, when you know Disco Inferno is one of his mentors, right? You know, Disco, regardless of how goofy his character is, he cut a very good promo and he always would made a point of bigging up the person he was against but then letting him know i'm still gonna beat you in his own like sarcastic type of way mm-hmm. when cross was coming up he used to film these vignettes by himself where he would sit in a suit and talk like that like he like someone was interviewing him but he was just talking to himself in a mirror yeah. and just say like bounce shit back and forth like if he was being interviewed and when i watched that the vignette he had i'm like this sure reminds me of the videos used to watch him on youtube like when he was just coming up and, like, not a lot of people know, I mean, the people that really follow the nigga, they know he did that. So when I peeped that, I'm like, somebody either saw this or he was like, this is what something I used to do back in the day. And they were like, oh, there you go. Run with that shit. And if they let him do that, something he's already comfortable doing, he definitely, definitely can fucking get pushed up, bro. Because that character was sick. He talked to her low. Uh, he basically was like yeah. a fucking hitman type shit. And it was dope, bro. It was fucking, it was dope. He just needs to get rid of that mask. That's it. That entrance mask. That's it. Don't come in with that. that. It's kind of that SN- pointless. We get your like SNM. Hit, executioner. He don't need that shit. Yeah. I, I see that mask and I think of the fucking the dildos with the hair on the end that the bitches be wearing. They Lord. put it in their butt. <laughs> the, the fucking cam girl be wearing. By they put it in their butt. It swings out their ass. What are you watching by yourself, bro? I have <laughs> Before we get too far off the topic here, man, do you like the allure? Storyline teams? Not, not that. Definitely (laughs) not that. (laughs) But uh, do you think like the allure of the briefcase is gone? Because that's something that people seem to be like really mad about. How like he was basically saying, "I'm cashing in now," instead of like it being a surprise. I'm I think he, he cashed it, it in the way. way a good. I think he cashed it in the way a good guy should cash it in. I'm gonna cash it in on you tomorrow, so you can yeah, be ready. Exactly. I think any other way makes you automatically a heel, unless you're a mid a mid character. And Big E's a full blown baby face. Exactly. So for him to sneak cash it in, that would have automatically changed his character. And I don't think he's ready to be a bad guy right now. No. So I think he did it the right way. The white meat baby face, as they were right. saying. Super white meat baby face, and he's great at it. So there's no point to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got a question to post to you real quick. All right. Kofi lost the title to, to Brock in 20 seconds. Okay. Never got a rematch. Brock's now on SmackDown. No, he did get his rematch, but he lost. Well, you know, he lost. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Brock's now on SmackDown. Lashley loses. Drafts in three weeks. Guarantee you Lashley's going to fucking SmackDown. And after the Roman feud with Brock, Ashley's I can see them going finally. To Why would I guarantee you? I guarantee you they're going to flip flop that. They're going to bring one of their big characters to Raw, and they're going to put it over there because Brock's there now. Brock's there now, so they can they can have that feud. He's here for the next year, and Bobby's free. He don't have he doesn't have the title, so they can wait, build wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. I, That's I'm, not what I'm, I'm, 
I got kind of lost with what you were just saying right now. Yeah, I'm saying Bobby or Big E because you said Big oh, E. Bobby, I'm saying, oh, no, I'm saying okay, Bobby, okay, right? Okay. Not Big E, Bobby, okay. not Big E. But now Big E's now the champion, on, he's the WWE champion, so he's back on Raw with the new day. Yeah, does this, does this lead to a championship match between new day members and yeah. possibly a split or crack in the foundation? That is the unbreakable, unstoppable motherfucking new day. I I would say no. The reason why I would say no is because they're very against it. Like they vocally said that they're against like breaking up. I mean, that would be a phenomenal story to tell. Where, you know, I was I think I was hearing uh Rosenberg. Rosenberg said some fly shit. He was like, yo, what would have been dope was, you know, him trying to cash it in. Or him losing his cash in because Xavier and fucking Kofi beat the shit out of him and then joined the fucking Hurt Business. <laughs> and then he's just chasing Bobby until Mania. Like, I was like, yo, that's fucking dope. That's that's a dope story right there. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is something that WWE, this is all they have right now. They don't have the element of surprise anymore. They don't have the debuts anymore. They All they have is... The stories they're going to tell from here on out. If they're gonna, you know, you know, throw little jabs to fucking AEW when you know Roman came on the mic in Madison Square Garden, he's like, "Yo, we run sports entertainment." That's the first thing he said before he said, "You know, the bloodline run this, run the garden, whatever it was." That 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 that's a hit right there. You know what I'm saying? They Body was on fire too boy the garden was on fire bro biggie biggie winning the title that was a change they needed to get other people in line with what's going on on raw i don't think right now since it's it's past him winning it and all this other shit they keep they keep the new day together have have for survivor series instead of doing title for title new day versus bloodline (sighs) and then you know what they could do check this out how about this? How about this? Since Survivor Series is a four and four thing, how about the New Day be like, you know what? We got somebody for this. Bloodline be like, yo, we got somebody for this. Bloodline bring out Naomi. Right? The New Day bring out Naya. Mm. Make it like a family thing, like oh, and they look at her like, damn, nigga, like, damn, you just fucked up on fam right now. And she could just say like, yo, y'all niggas never look for me, fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, the rock comes through. I don't know, it's, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> if Shice was here, if Shice was here, he he would say the rock would come out and rock bottom Naya and join the bloodline. <laughs> and I'll start singing Drake and dance off the screen. Yeah. Oh, nah, Ja Rule, Ja Rule, Ja Rule. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm definitely all in for a uh, New Day versus Bloodline as a Survivor Series. Oh yeah, that would be fucking great. Even if it's, even if it's, they keep it three on three, it would still. Be, it doesn't have to be. It can just be like a, you know, a regular six man. But it would be fire. I'm def- what, what would be, what would be more fire in that? If they're really putting stock in Big E 
is having Big, Big E get the pin on Roman and putting the first dent in what's been a dominant run of the bloodline. And then because they're on separate shows, now they got to internally deal with it on SmackDown and it's in the back of his head. Like, damn, this motherfucker pinned me. Like, word. I, I got to get that back. And somehow they do something at Rumble. He causes either title. And now he's like, oh, okay, nigga. I'm going to get you back. You feel me? This was the, per- the perfect time to put him, put the title on him. Because at the end of the day, he could always do the rematch with Bobby at Extreme Rules. Right? Mm-hmm. Boom, you got September out the way. October, the only pay-per-view in October is the, the Saudi pay-per-view. Yeah. Right. Do a big match where like he's always been wanting, you know, to fight Goldberg. But don't fight Goldberg there. Don't let him lose. Don't do no fiend shit. You know what I'm saying? Just give that to that Saudi crowd that they still like Goldberg. And then you work them into that to that angle with the with the new day versus the bloodline for November. Like you don't really have to have somebody ready for him until maybe December or the or the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Throughout these next two, three months, they could start building somebody. That well, is I think, incredible heel. Right. Incredible right. Heel. I think that's what they need to do, too. Because who, who do they have? Who do they, who do they have really right now besides that's already established? That's a heel. Besides last year, I mean, yeah, you can do Biggie AJ to bridge between the Saudi show and, you know, Whatever they do, they do in December, which is usually TLC, right? So, and you can do that. You can bridge that for two shows all the way to Rumble. You know what I'm saying? And then now, after Rumble, now you're a Mania season. So, whoever they decide to win Rumble, now you have which way they can go. They're either gonna go go after Roman, go after Big E. Right now, Roman is dealing with Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar. He got to deal with. So he's set for the next. Yeah. Two months with Finn. Brock's probably at Survivor Series. They, no, then Brock again, is at, uh, Brock is at uh, what you call it at the Saudi. Yeah. So Saudi. So Brock's probably Saudi show Royal Rumble, and then in between that, you can flip flop Finn. Let's say him and Finn have the match. Finn's hurt, or the demon gets hurt. Whatever the fuck. But he has two challenges for the next couple of months. Biggie has to do the rematch with Bobby, the rematch, and then. And then it's very more, it's much more open, I, I feel like, for Raw and for Big E. I think that they're, they cleared the board by taking the title off Lashley because he did everything that he could do. Who the fuck else was he going to face on Raw? He beat every fucking baby face and dominated. It was time for a change. And I think the NXT reboot thing, that kind of spread out everywhere. And it's like, we need to change some things up on both these shows. And Raw was the first thing that they switched up. I mean, I, maybe before that, because Finn was talking about, I'm not coming back as being the demon. I think the demon's done. I'm not going to be the demon no more. And look what the fuck he's doing. So it's like, that. I think that it's kind of like spread out. Like, yo, we need to make some changes with certain things across the board. But yo, putting the stamp on Eason, it's a big deal for him, bro. He, he's, still, he's still young. And you know that He's a main event player there. He's going to sell a ton of fucking merchandise, like a ton. And how many white meat baby faces are there in wrestling anymore? Seriously. Are there any? Not Everyone's a badass. Not many, man. Except for the not New many. Day. There you go. 
Who else? You know what I'm saying? Who could you put it? Brian Pillman Jr. might be another one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like somebody yeah. that's just a rah rah fucking guy. No, you no. don't have that no more. Yeah, chill, chill. Brian Pillman Jr. got a long way to go. Got a long way to go. But uh, you talked about the new look NXT. I mean, the arena. I mean, I, everybody's like, oh, this is just some stupid bullshit they did. It's just like rehashing the CWC. I think it looks even better now. Looks like full sale, bro. I've been to full sale. It looks like full sale. It looks like NWA. It looks like Impact. It looks like a lot of fucking. There's a lot of wrestling shows doing arena shows like that, and I think it's great. I think it has a dope feel. I think it has a dope feel. Thank you, LP. I appreciate you putting that up there. <laughs> I fucking. I thought yesterday was dope, bro. What did you think? I thought it was a mess. Did you? I thought it was a mess. You have explain LA. You have LA Knight come out, get beat by somebody nobody knows, right? Understandable. Rocker. Understandable. Brick yeah. Baker. Brick. Yeah. Brit, he said Britt Baker. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Britt Baker. It was a uh, Brick Brocker. Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker. It's Bron Breaker. Like nobody can say that name. Everybody's just gonna be mad that they can't say that name, and they're gonna turn the TV off. But look. They let him lose to some nigga they don't know. Understandable. You want to, you want to like, you know, build this nigga up with a credible win. But you build his credible win up with somebody that's going to be part of a fatal four-way already. So I felt like that shit was just like thrown together. Like it didn't even, it didn't even look right. Yeah. So then, you know, the boy Carmelo come out, fire, fire promo, got his mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. But just the way they did everything just didn't look fluid. Like after after the promo on the mic, it just didn't look fluid. So I just feel like there was a little too much going on there. The fatal four way match at the end was great. I thought it was dope. You know, you had a little uh, humor with the fucking wedding. Thank God it didn't go to shit like how all WWE weddings fucking do. I thought I thought that was one of the like better segments. Yeah. I, I NXT don't do those things. But it I was thought funny. that shit was fucking great, bro. That was great from beginning to end. shit like that is funny. Like, when they did, like, the, the, that haunted house with Dexter Loomis, that shit was funny. Yeah, Dexter Loomis has character for days. Too bad he's a fucking Blue Lives Matter guy. But that's another story. Go, just go look at his Instagram. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm not going into all that right now. I'm not going to go into all that, bro. But yeah, he's great. He's great at what he does. And for actually talking for the first time, the fucking pop was insane. It was, I was like, oh shit, CM Punk came out. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck just happened? Um, Imperium looked great. And the other tag team that's with Malcolm Bivens, those two brothers? Yeah, fucking dope, Creed bro. brothers. The Creed brothers, yeah. Niggas smacked the living shit out of each other to tag each other in the ring. I thought that was sick. I'm like, these niggas are fucking psychos. I love shit like that. Who you Kill somebody like that? Was the it berserkers? The, huh? the, the berserkers. berserkers. Yes. That shit. Yes. Fuck yes. out of here. I know my wrestling history. Those are another two redneck racist fucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, that's the Harris, that's the Harris brothers. But you know what, you just, know what I mean. It, it's very. Uh, it, it was just very clunky at times. I don't know. It it just looked kind of kind of like a mess. It did it have was, its good points. It did have its it, good points. I understood Tommaso Ciampa holding the title now. That's Mr. NXT. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I really, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, say like, yo, this shit is not going to work. 
there's a lot of people hating it just because of the colors. And if you're hating something by the colors, like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's foolishness. I don't understand how a year ago people were in awe of the talent in NXT. A year ago. And they've lost what probably I would say within the past year, maybe like four or five main players, like people that are main. I'm not talking fucking um Tyler Rust and fucking uh Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed was never a main player. He was a fucking mid card. Let's get it. Let's get it correct. And to me, he was never really all that. That motherfucker was vanilla. He was a big vanilla motherfucker, not a midget vanilla. He was a big vanilla motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Double scoop vanilla ass in the face, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they lost a couple of main players, but they still have an immense amount of talent there. So it's like. I think you just have to give it a chance, man. You got to give it a chance. When Hunter come back nice and healthy, you know, shout out to Hunter. You know, he had that uh that heart problem and all that shit. He had surgery. But um, I feel like they're going to go in a good, good new direction. Why can't they be lively? Fucking AEW is lively with fucking coloring and all this other shit. And it's okay? Bro, this shit reminds me of Old school NXT in full sale. I remember putting it on for the first time, nigga. 2014-ish. 2015? 2015. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, who are these people? I knew three niggas on the screen. I knew Jinder Mahal, because he had been on Raw before. Yeah. Dusty Rose, because he was on commentary. And fucking Jim Ross was on commentary at the time. And Triple H came out. So I'm like, okay, this must be some rookies or some shit. And it just, I was like, fuck it, I ain't got nothing else to do. I started watching it. Then I saw Neville. You know what I mean? Then I saw Sami Zayn. Then I saw Cesaro. Then I saw fucking the ending part of the Wyatt family and the Shield being there and them having a few there and them all going up, them disappearing. I never seen them again. And then three weeks later, they're on Raw and SmackDown. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I just saw these dudes on NXT. Like, what the fuck? And I got hooked, bro. The audience, the matches that they would put on. Yep. And like, yo, and I've said this shit before, bro. And if you, I don't know how people don't like catch it. Like NXT takes their talent, puts them in the ring. And it's like, show us what you can do. If you get a good reaction, we're going to start building a story around you and around this person. It might not be together, but if y'all can kill this match, you might end up getting a story. Mm-hmm. And then you see them a couple of weeks later with a character change. And then they start building. I think of Enzo with that of him being a terrible fucking wrestler for cutting a great promo and learning how to build that shit and getting themselves over so much, like how big they got themselves. And it's like, I look at a lot of these talents and I'm like, one of these people or two or three or four of these niggas in the next two or three years, we're going to be like, wow, this guy's so fucking good. But whoever's watching it now and saying this shit is whack, then fuck you, don't watch. Don't come back three years later and be like, man, this guy's awesome. No, go suck dick. Because you got to let these niggas build This is a brand new thing, bro. This is a brand new thing. And if you don't let it build, I don't understand. I've been an NXT fan since I started watching it. So I'm definitely going to support it. I like the show. Yeah, it had clunky parts. It was going to have clunky parts because a lot of these dudes are used to... And a lot of these people are not used to being on TV, cutting promos, being in front of a live crowd, shit like that. Not only in front of a live crowd, you're on live fucking TV, like, or tape, whatever the fuck it is. Like, you're on live TV. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what 
your reaction is going to be until you be start becoming established, start learning how to read crowds and shit like that. And it's like, I think they have the talent. Now who's going to stand out? And I think Braun Breaker stands out. I think the Cree twin, the Cree twins stand out. I think the chick standing with them and she didn't even do anything fucking stands out. She reminds yeah. me of short. She reminds me of homegirl from Beverly Hills Cop 2. Fucking what's her name? The chick they used to fuck with Flavor Flav. She reminded me of that chick. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. She brolic like her, yeah. Right, right. Now I mean, like, and then they didn't really showcase too much of the women's division. You got new girls, you know what I'm saying? B Fab, Electra Lopez. B Fab can cut a promo. Niggas don't even realize she speaks English and Spanish. She does Muay Thai, MMA, and wrestling. Shorty's nice, bro. She, she when they left. Be- you just gotta get she a gotta little more. Tone it. Right, right. Yeah, she yeah. Gotta, she tone gotta get a little more crisp in the ring. Right. The other chick, though, she's. I think she's good because I've seen her in Ring of Honor a couple of times, and it's like where she, what she lacks is the promo, but the in ring. I think that feud. You got two girls right there that are gonna learn off each other and build themselves up. Those two girls are the future of that women's division. You know what I'm saying? And then you got established people already, nigga. You got Santos what? Escobar already did. Tommaso right. Gargano. Mm-hmm. Understandable, but I think what they need to do is not get lost with their main, their main, uh, their 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 mid card. I'm sorry, their mid card. They can't get lost because we haven't seen Swerve really defend that belt. So Facts. we can't Facts. get Facts. lost with that. Like what the bread and butter of NXT is having good wrestling through all stages of their promotion. They cannot cannot lose through that. That's why I like Carmelo Hayes. I feel like Carmelo Hayes is going to be really good within the mid-card now to before he gets shot right up into the main picture. So I, I think there's something good going on there. And you know I'm waiting I'm waiting to see what happens, man. I mean listen we got three more three two and a half more two and a half months left for the year. You know what I'm saying? Before that before that New Year's, uh, that New Year's Day show that they're gonna do in Atlanta, and we have probably another takeover around, you know, Survivor Series weekend, and hopefully a storyline tease pop up. I don't know. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might have a big and NY pop up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm just very focused on seeing that, and not counting it out just yet. I don't want to count it out just yet. But uh wait, just thinking of the timing of the last of the last takeover they just did, it kind of does fit with right around to Survivor Series weekend. Like yeah. it fits yeah. right fucking there, bro. Yep. But I wanted to ask you guys this question. It was something that I've been thinking about. I mean, I, I uh kind of set it on the pod a little bit through a couple of episodes. I never really uh elaborated on it. But um is WWE going through another new generation era? Now, the new generation era was, you know, the era in the 90s, the early 90s, right before um, the Attitude Era, where we had them building stars. This is where, like, you know, Shawn Michaels started to get built. Reinhardt, Under, Undertaker, Lex Luger, 123K, Razor Ramon, Diesel, uh, Yokozuna, you know what I'm saying? Owen Hart, uh... Jeez. Savio Vega. Savio Vega, British Bulldog. Put his name in there. British Bulldog. Put his My name nigga. in there. Thank Bastion you. Booger. Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger, God, word. You know. <laughs> Put Sid's but, uh, name in there, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was like, there. Did, uh, this is all before the Attitude Era. 
Yes. Hold on, real quick. Look at all the names you mentioned. Every one of those motherfuckers is a Hall of Famer, except for Bastion Booger. I think he's dead, so may he rest in peace. But every one of the rest of them niggas is a fucking Hall of Famer. That's all I want to say. Thank you all very right. much. So around this time, like they, they will call this probably like one of like WWF E low points. Low you know? points. Right. Uh TV, TV ratings were down. And this and this is a generation where there's no internet. DVR. There's no DVR. Let's just say it that way. Not even internet. Right now, uh, according to you know the Lichman, the Lichman Research Group, where they do all the Nielsen scans and all that shit, eighty-one percent of U.S. households has a DVR or subscribes to some type of on-demand service for pay TV. This is up from fifty-six percent in two two thousand and sixteen. That's only four years ago. Exactly. That's crazy. Five years. You know ago. what I'm saying? So I know that they they call out you know the. The ratings and the matches and the stories, like everything was just so like blah. Like everything was so bland because it's been it's like it was like the same shit being done all the fucking time. Something that they say with raw right now. But if you think about it, look at the people I mentioned. Like you said, all of them are Hall of Famers. Is Lex is Lex Luger a Hall of Famer? I don't think Lex Luger's a Hall of Famer. Lex Luger is not a Hall of Famer, and because of what happened with the thing and his Elizabeth, and Miss Elizabeth, he probably won't get into after he dies. And it's a fucked up thing to say, but WWE is not going to put somebody in with that attached to them, regardless of what he's done between okay. his life and him being a born again Christian and all that. I really, really doubt that he's going to go gotcha. in alive. Yo, gotcha. what happened with that documentary? They never fucking know. dropped it, bro. They never put it out, and I have a feeling it has to do with the fact that they're like. Are we really gonna put this out there? Because now people are gonna start asking why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Let's not put this shit out right now. I guarantee you, it has something to do with that, bro. It has to. The fucking preview to that shit was so fire. I'm like, how are you not gonna put this out? Everyone Let's wants not to get off story. topic, fellas. We usually do this all the fucking time. Let's not get off. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you know what I mean, we, we, we're, we're asking like, why isn't he a Hall of Famer? And I think I think that's why. Why do you think he's not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah, he was only there for a little while, but his fucking overall body of work. And regardless of what anyone is going to say about Lex being a wrestler or whatever the fuck, he was over as fuck. He was over as fuck. I was a huge fucking Luger fan in his fucking colored trunk days of early WCW. One day, one week his shit was purple, the next week there was green, the next week there was pink. Like, I'm like, I love this shit. You're spending mad money on drawers. That shit is ill. Like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna just get paid and just buy 75 color drawers and just uh, wrestle them shit. And the, whole like, yo, narcissist, was, the whole narcissist, the whole narcissist gimmick, shit. he worked it well. Right. Well, had then, somebody with the mirror and shit like that, just simple shit. But he had he had the physique, he had everything, he had the looks, all of that shit, bro. Man, the, the, the all American fellas, fellas. Uh, I'll be honest. Who gives a fuck about Lex Luger right now, bro? Come on, yeah, bro. he came up in topic, so <laughs> well, he beat Hogan on fucking Nitro. That pop to this day was one of the craziest pops of all time. LP, please, 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 LP. It was because August fourth, nineteen ninety-seven. The home of fucking WC. This episode is brought to you by Sri Lanka. It was in it was in Detroit. It was in Detroit. Stop playing. Oh, there, there you go. You sure? I was gonna put that one up. It was in Detroit who he beat him, yeah. I could have sworn it was in Detroit. Game. All right. All right, let's get back into it. <laughs> was right, like, so, yeah, new generation. Like, yeah, giving out fucking stats and shit. Yo, yeah, you're right, though. But yo, yo, hold on. About Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. You brought up Luger, nigga. All I, all I did was say his name. I'm like, 
Word. <laughs> Word. All I said was his name, and you, and you went down nostalgia road, bro. But let's not even do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah cool. nah, I'm going back to what you're saying. If you look at the roster right now, right? Look at That's the roster right now. Right? Back to <laughs> you got you got a nigga like Damon Priest, who's like a big daddy cool diesel type of character. You got a super white me baby face, like a Bret Hart and Biggie. You have what a better fucking promo. I better fucking promo. promo. Yeah, I mean Bret Hart's promos will put will fucking listen, whatever. I'm not even gonna yeah. go there. I was gonna say something crazy. I just called my All right, it's good. Listen. And then like you look, you can compare the names, the people that you name and look at the current roster, and it's like this person reminds me of this person. They're not this character and they're not this person. But at the time what that we're in now and looking back then, because yo, we lived through that shit. It's like, yo, they needed this good guy to be this type of good guy. They needed this good guy to be fucking oh, this type of good guy. They needed a sneaky heel. They needed a scared heel. They needed a violent heel. You know what I'm saying? You needed someone that could really talk but wasn't that great. You needed someone that was really great but couldn't really talk. And it all fucking mixed in this gumbo and it worked. So they were able to bridge it into bringing up Austin Rock and all those people that basically saved the fucking company because let's be real, they were hemorrhaging money like crazy. NWCW too, business was back everywhere. Of course, of course. So look at it now and it's like, nigga, yes, yes, they are going through that right now and they need to. And I'm not mad that they're doing that. But it's crazy to me to see because we look, us here, we look at that generation fondly. Am I right I, or wrong, LP? Absolutely. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of like our our like highlights, you know. I know people say, Oh, the attitude. No, I'm talking about like when we were kids, bro. You know, fucking eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. You know what I'm saying? We were looking at fucking WrestleMania 10, who people say it's like one of the worst WrestleMania's ever. I made sure I bought that shit. I made sure uh, we had a black box so we didn't have to buy that shit. <laughs> WrestleMania 10 is great. What are people talking about? It's Who it. says it's worth? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like WrestleMania 9. I look right, at that it was as an bad. adult, but I look at it as an adult. I'm like, yeah, that shit was kind of ass. As a kid, it was like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Just like the kids now. Think about the kids now watching the product on Raw. They're probably thinking they're watching the, the fly shit ever. And what made me think about this is kids that I work with. You know what I'm saying? I work with special needs kids. They think Monday Night Raw is ill to the point where they have their families DVRing it for them so they could see it the next day because they want to know what happened. They want to know about Biggie. They want to know about the new day. They want to boo AJ Styles. They do not like Roman. They think Roman is the worst thing in the fucking world right now. <laughs> I love you know that. But like, I love that. That. Was that was us. That's what I'm saying. I feel like are adults fucking shit up. I think I think some fans are way too passionate and too involved. Like yo, I was watching this. I was reading this thread. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Through the Table. He's a good dude. Posts good shit. Yeah, he does. He, he put does. He, he put does. up a yeah. He does, and he's like, I sometimes I feel like I like yeah. Where do your loyalties lie? 
He's like, uh, I'm really more a New Japan guy. And I'm yeah, like, man, right, dude, but he he'll call yeah. it down the middle. He'll yeah, call he called it down the middle, and, and I fucked with him. We had some good, we had some good engagement conversations back and forth. But he posted this thread of this person who just yo, nothing NXT did. Anything, nigga, they could have bought back everyone that left to AEW to NXT, and he would have still hated it. Yeah. And it's like, yo, people are like, yo, but this is no fuck this. Sounds like no, fuck that. No, fuck this. This shit was whack. No, fuck this. She was boring. Oh, I changed it. Oh, I went sure to go scratch my Nah, definitely wasn't shice. It was some some kid going through a transitioning. So, like, somebody was like, yo, did you not take your shot or something this morning? Oh. And then nigga... Oh. Nigga went off. He went off. That's and just was cool. like, cool. fuck you. Yeah. But whatever. It's like, somebody Sounds was like, like yo, why are you so mad? Like, how are you so mad at young athletes trying to get on? How are you so mad at, yeah, they can't cut a promo because they don't fucking know how they're learning. You got to put people on TV. They got to get that experience. Like, you can't be that way. Yo, this thing's AW does that I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm not going to sit here and be like, uh, blow the whole shit up. The whole company should go under all this bullshit. Like, come on, bro. WWE is going through a fucking change and they need to go through a change. They can't do what everyone else is doing because they're still the leader of the motherfucking industry, whether people like it or not. And what they do, people are going to follow. Yeah, AEW has their own ideas and have, they've done cool shit every now and then. But sometimes they do things and I'm like, I guarantee you I can scroll back to an episode of Raw from like 94 and they did this shit. I can guarantee you that because nothing is original, bro. All the ideas are recycled when it comes to wrestling. Original ideas are very hard to come by because you're, you're boxed into a certain point of how All far you can is original. Shit. There's nothing new under the sun. Under the sun. Thank you. Quote the fucking J.O.D. Nas, you heard? But yeah, so what that they're going through a generational change and they're building up new talent. A lot of people got to go. It's time to put certain people in the fucking forefront. Do it, nigga. But if you're going to do it, go all in, bro. Put all the fucking chips on the table. You're invested in these people. Put all you have behind them. Give them the best production. Give them the most time. Give them the best com- competition. And put it out there. Let the best motherfuckers shine. And if you don't shine, there's other places for you to go. Plain and simple. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do, it. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. But I like LP, like, what do you think? What do you think about the current roster right now on on raw i think it's starting to grow like honestly just starting to finally show that they can mix it up it kind of got tiring watching the same old you know repetitive rubber matches going on you're starting to see it mixed up and biggie as a champion and him being the new target you know you're gonna see a bunch of new unique matches that we haven't seen in a very long time definitely ever yeah like I, I, it's looking great, man. I'm I'm enjoying everything about it. I'm enjoying Raw. I'm enjoying uh, SmackDown, NXT. I'm you're watching the same thing. It's a new transition. Like everybody, they're just trying to show off who they got. We've been seeing a lot of people get signed in the performance center, but not seeing any results. We're finally seeing the faces. You know, it's great. It's great. Yeah, man. Raw's been pretty good, I think, the past couple of weeks. This past yeah. week, of course, it was great. And, yo, we have yet to talk about the best wrestling show on TV, which is SmackDown. Shice, you're not here to defend your AEW shit, and that's fine. We'll come back to that next week. But SmackDown was insanely good on Friday. The Garden was on fire. 
the opening to that shit was crazy. The closing to that shit was crazy. The match with Seth and Edge was incredible. Edge gonna go away now and come back like a half broken cyborg in like the four months and get that win back. And that's cool. They can do that with him. But everything else that they're doing on SmackDown, please tell me what missed. That's what I want to know. Point out to me what was the weak point of the show. And maybe I'll agree with you or maybe not. But as far as what they're doing with their major storyline, everything hits and everything flows and everything continues into the next week. And you just get more growth and more character development. And yo, the fact that Madison Square Garden, who is notorious for booing John Cena's, Roman Reigns's of the world, Give that motherfucker a standing ovation. The whole fucking crowd was cheering that nigga. Till he started talking. Then he got them swayed back the other way. But that's respect, bro. Definitely. You acknowledge them. Definitely. You got to acknowledge. You got to give that nigga his props. The motherfucker yeah. is killing it. Like Kenny Omega himself said, PWI 500 easily could have went to Shingo. Easily could have went to Will Ospreay. Easily could have went to Roman Reigns. Any one of them could have been a number one guy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Let's give it up to the tribal cheat. I was going to put that shirt on today, bro. I was. And I had a feeling you were going to wear yours. So I put this one on. Shit. Oh, what a feeling. Because I was uh-huh. right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I mean, um, that PWI 500, you know, you look at the top 10. Dude, you look at the top five. The top five. They got- that top 10 is perfect. People forgot Rich Swan was impact champion for almost like 170 days or some shit like that. And yeah, but yo, but I'm trying the to matches you put on. Look at that top, that top 10. There's what three, four WWE niggas. Yeah. After all that shit, you know, all these dirt sheets and magazines talk, they know the real, bro. I don't care what nobody says. Nobody's going to say that Lashley's title reign was trash. It was not trash. Not at all. However, not at all. It all throughout. His whole time One thing, ever though, since after Leo Rush has been fantastic. One thing I would say is this. We got a tease on, on social media about the Hurt Business getting back together, maybe. Mm. Fucking um, uh, MVP tweeted out a a photo with him and Cedric Alexander. He's like, yo, talking business with an uh, old acquaintance. And then when Biggie won the, won the shit, Cedric retweeted. It would have been nice if he had backup. You know what I'm saying? Put them back together. Shit like that. Like, yo, just like little little things here and there. um, And just, just in general, bro. What Roman Facts. did... What Biggie did, they 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 was killing it, bro. They was killing it. Would have been, been nice. Would have any been... any any potential chance Roman drops this title with the in between these next two defenses, these next two challengers. I really listen. I think for him to establish this title reign as a top all time. He has to be Brock again. Yes. He cannot lose to Brock again. And he has to beat him. Beat his ass, tap him out, not tap him out, or choke him out or something. He has yeah. to beat him. And beat then with that, if you look at the numbers, Brock's title reign went 447 or 448. I know right after he 
Punk's was 434. He beat Punk. He lost it right at the next pay-per-view. I think he lost it to Roman or to Seth, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Brock, Roman right now is at what? Like almost 370-something? Nah, he's, he's getting to he's the old, 400, 400 area. Nah, didn't he just make a year last two weeks ago? Nah, he made a year sometime in August. Like, nah, like almost that. almost a month saying. ago, he made a year. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh man. So then yeah, he's in he's in he's in 400 now. So then between now and Survivor Series will be Brock's record. That's why they might not they might not do them at Saudi or if they do it at Saudi, the rematch is definitely going to be at Survivor Series. It might even end up the number itself is Survivor Series like yo, this day will be Brock's record. Like and I feel like after that after he beats that, then the door opens for him losing the title. So, but I don't think he's losing it until then. Roman is at 381 days. 381. Right? Brock, how much was Brock? Uh, no, Brock Brock was like, wasn't he at like almost 500 or some, some crazy? I don't think so, bro. I know Punk was 434, and it was right after the after the 434 number. He's not 503 days. 503 days. So 434, so he held it for that was... another month. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna tell you right now. So Roman's at 380. Yeah, Roman's at 381. 381. So another hundred days would take him to Royal Rumble. That so would... what I would, what I was saying, what I would say, yeah, Brock Lesnar was 503 days from August, from April 2nd, 2017, when he beat uh Goldberg, to uh, August 19th, 2018. So this is what I would say. He goes through those two challenges, and where he loses is is what you were saying earlier in the pod, through uh, getting that pin, you know, Biggie getting that pin. And the reason why I think that would be so great because that right there could be a layer in the story against him and The Rock. Where The oh, Rock yeah. comes out like, you ain't the chief. Like, he congratulates Biggie. Like, and then if he if he sees Roman with the lay, rip that boom, rip it off for him, bro. Pop that nigga chain, B. Right? I on. mean, I don't they can't save it for LA. Bro, it's gonna have to be for start, Dallas. Imagine they just start talking like some some tribal dialect and going all crazy. Yo, that will look crazy on TV, bro. They just start I don't even know how to do that shit. Oh, just start wilding in the ring, start fucking chucking spears and shit. ODing, <laughs> cutting niggas' heads off. He cuts the Roman, he cuts the Usos' hair off. Oh, he scalps man. the niggas. Yeah, it, it was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> one of those old Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> oh, man, son. But yo, yeah, if, if, if they're gonna do that though, they gotta do that. If they're gonna really, if that was, if that's the plan Word. for WrestleMania, Raw, Survivor Series has to be where the seeds start to get planted for that. Yep. yep, you know what I'm saying, and it has to be where if Roman eats a L, the the other champion, and then they don't have to do anything together after that. They could separate them, and then they can bring that story back later. Like the only loss I had in my whole title reign before I lost my title. The only loss I've had in this whole title reign, mind you, I'm still the champ, was to Big E 
let's do title for title or some shit at WrestleMania or whatever the fuck they can do or whatever the fuck they do it. But they can we come back to that later. Like Rock and Roman, man, there's a lot there, bro. A lot of layers to that. You can go back. You can go back to Royal Rumble. You can do the movie shit. The, the him putting him in Fast and Furious. Like there's a lot. There's a lot there, and they can really open it up. So like, yo, I came out to save you because that's how much you suck. You got me booed out of the building, and I'm a fucking superstar. They can tap into his ego. Let him be the heel. Ooh, bring Rock back as Hollywood Rock. Nah, 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 nah. Yo, Rock could be his shit talking way as a as a face. He could do that. I want him to be the be like he can let him just be himself then like yo the rock can't be a heel he's such a superstar no matter what he, no matter what he says to the audience now it won't it won't turn on him he'll have to make a really shitty movie yeah that's exactly the only way it'll turn on him. <laughs> Any, anybody seen jungle cruise uh, uh i think you see how much money it made in the box office <laughs> yeah I, I think by default disney it's it's not a yeah. shitty movie, even though it's a shitty movie. Yeah, I didn't, I haven't seen it because I'm not paying thirty dollars for it. The niggas can top me off slowly, but when they fucking Dang. put it to regular release, I'm definitely gonna watch. Cause I watch all his movies, bro. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> Yo, Bobby Lashley in that picture looked like he gotta take a mean shit, bro. Jesus. And that was our champion. But anyway, <laughs> it was good. It was good to you guys back on. Hopefully, yes, uh, thanks will be on next week. Or yeah, man. This was episode 161. Oh man, 161, nigga. R- yeah, Yankee Stadium, nigga. You heard? R.I.P. Man. To that, yeah, sir. Right. Yo, yes, that sir. nigga was Rest a funny ass. Yo, he was McDonald's. a funny ass nigga, bro. Yes. Funny ass shit, bro. Rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Um, we forgot. Damn, we forgot to say last week too, man. Yo, R.I.P. Tupac. Uh, yo, Word. twenty-five years, man. Twenty-five Word. years. Twenty-five. Now Cuba's open. Niggas is in Cuba looking for him for real. They need to stop playing. They end up not coming back to the United States. Fucking yeah. around on that island. I'm gonna go look for Tupac. No, you ain't gonna find you gonna find yourself locked the fuck up. You're gonna find yourself so, with two shots, nigga. <laughs> don't go that way. You can't go that way. Torres not allowed over there. They don't want you to see what's really going on. Like leave Tupac the fuck alone if he is a Cuba. <laughs> nigga don't want to bother with you. Leave the nigga alone. Word. Oh word. Yo, what is like we always? playing though? Nots, what is you listening to? LP, what are you listening to uh, right now, bro? Yo, I was to that baby Ken album. Me too. And I think it's whack. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And this episode is always brought to you by Sirline Tees. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, yeah, that's them. Get your Bobby Lashley. You know, the previous shit. And yo, not for nothing. I'm, I'm a I'm tribal a, chief. I, I'm going to let the Spanish and me come out real quick. I've been listening to that J Balvin album too, bro. Oh, all right. There you go. There you go. That's what's up. I'm about to fuck that. You can go we sit up Mr. McFly <laughs> over here. On those certain t-shirts. I'm I'm in the whip of wifey the other day. She tried to be slick and put the Drake album on. I had my ear my AirPods. Ain't nothing wrong with the Drake album, man. She she put it on, I take my AirPods out. I'm looking at her and I take the Bluetooth off and put what I was listening to. I'm like, we playing Westside Gun in this car. Fuck out of here. We bugging out. 
Uh, it's some fucking dance beat all of a sudden that she just cut off and he's here I'm like yeah put the fucking volume up now you heard that's what we bumping it's girls in the car just like this just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> she got in the backseat with the baby like yo fuck you bro I don't want to hear that shit oh man <laughs> uh, yo I've also been listening to that new AZ the Sue Surf so, Sue Surf joined his eye. It got, I think, his beats. Uh, sometimes I can't tell one from song from the other. I gotta look at it. Like, is this the same song? He just think I've been rapping for like seven minutes. I'm like, oh, the song changed three times. I did not even notice that. That kind of throws me off. He can rap his ass off though. I'm gonna keep it real. He can. But some tracks. Mm. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what's know. up. We'll see what's up. I, I got a little son. We'll see what's up, man. I can't really even hey, fuck him a play. Don't say no, kid. I'm gonna let you ride out. DJ Knox, nigga is. <laughs> the 20 by 20 podcast, and this was episode 161, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with B-I-N-G Bing, you heard? L-P Yo, you gotta do that every fucking week now. Every week you have to do that. I'm gonna try to switch it up. I'm gonna try to switch it up. LP finding his shtick. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. My it. niggas. We out. Love it. y'all. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Ready. It's not a performance, it's a ritual. When I rhyme, it's like the city is mine. Play who? No label ain't give me a dime. Came through like if you're grateful, that's how you really should shine. Flooded Jesus in that great coupe at the grittiest times. They know me. Since 9-6, wrist was lit with a rolling. Speak of bricks, been in the mix. Ain't shit you can show me. A king, occasionally seen. Stay in the wings. It's accessory when you close and your folks praying them things. And new Celine, the Louis mask over the grill. Do the math, ain't gotta ask. Nigga holding for real, a omen is sealed, I'm parting. Back sucker ducking and dodging. Fire spitter, who can fuck with the arson? I'm neutral, never frugal. Salute you if the feeling is mutual. Play cuckoo, niggas coming to roof you. The true school, the vet, and the ghosts involved. Out of respect, still connect with the older guards. There's no facade, I'm epic. My style is perfected and epic. Not a blemish, let me finish my uh, breakfast. Look what I did with a pot. Look what I did to the block. Bust the prezzy band, fuck it. Look what I did to the watch. Look what I did for the game. Look what I did when I dropped my album Kicked in the door, niggas thought was forever locked I woke them niggas up out of their sleep Bum-ass niggas was going broke in the projects Trying to figure out how they gonna eat See how they gonna speak on me They know I'm constantly bodying beats Best to come out of the east is Brown and 03 Machine inspired y'all, I fired off first The last year numbers alone, I can retire off merch My jacket is fire Mars, uh, Diamond Cross They say I'm a rising star, the PJ to fly across earth These are the perks Require hard work, but I acquire more worth. My niggas built the empire off perch. That's fish, and my niggas had bricks of it. Fuck this rap shit, we still good for cooking pies like a brick oven. Rick Owens trench on my wrist flooded. Put that drip on and your bitch love it. Go yard prints all on my bitch luggage. My neck looking like I did Will Smith numbers. I'm gonna be running shit the next six summers. Machine. All my blunts thin skin. I smell like pussy money weed. Where is the incense? I like my drugs intense. Make a pussy lips. Give my dick a hug and kiss. Finger fucked in fist. I make love then sense. I make her friends kiss. 
Cause she don't let them kiss me She make her friends sick I make money, make money I make ugly taste lovely I make money in my sleep And deposit what I wake up with Got the Draco on the gap With the long tail in the back I might break my arm Pat my own self on the back Break the bank like I break the backboard They call me Shaq The fish try to book me Found out that book was an almanac Call me back tomorrow, baby I'm busy, the work continues I eat rappers alive And ask for the dessert menu After the church send you the casket and dirt Hit you, the Nina gonna give you head Right after she flirt with you Lane, nigga Put some straightening on my name, nigga Gang, nigga My track record like a train, nigga Young money, let the moolah burn Drip like Lubiderm I was bumping AZ in the firm When you was a worm, nigga It's not a performance, it's a ritual 